this is a unique opportunity that the industry has and the fact that all sides are pulling in the one direction as i said you know it was rare that everybody is in agreement you know this is the start of a, a journey towards national genotyping and like you said it should be and in a whole range of ways transformative for the sector hello i'm Stuart Childs, and you're welcome to the dairy edge the chagas dairy podcast we're bringing you the latest information, insights and opinion to improve dairy farm performance. At the end of May, the Minister for Agriculture announced funding for the National Genotyping Programme. This programme will open for applications in the next number of weeks. This scheme is expected to significantly contribute to enhancing farm sustainability and help reduce carbon emissions from both dairy and beef. To fill us in on how the programme will work, I spoke to Mark Waters, coordinator of the Pilot DNA Registration Project at ICBF. But I started by asking Mark to explain exactly what genotyping does. Genotyping basically is where we take a sample where a tissue or a hair sample or some other sample from an animal and we use the we analyze the DNA profile of the animal. We use that then to do things like check that the, the parent its parentage that's recorded is correct and we can use it then for as predict, predictors for things like you know EBI and 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 other traits like genetic defects and and you know, poldness, for example, those type of traits, you know, so that's what, that's what genotyping is. Yeah. Okay. So, um, that's grand. We'll say, but what's the driver then for to do it at a national level? So why do we, why are the department so happy to fund such a, a, a large investment? Now, obviously they've used funding from that Brexit adjustment reserve or whatever the, the term is for that BAR fund. Um, but they've, they've ov- they obviously see value in us genotyping and like when we do this, okay, not everything is going to be done in 2023, but there'll be an awful lot of animals gone through the programme by the end of 2023, if uh, assuming, and I, I would imagine that we will get good buy into it, but um, like Ireland will be one of the first countries in the world that will have moved into this realm. What's the, what's going to, what's the good of it or what's the advantage of doing it like? Yeah, so I suppose I put it simply there, but it's it's hard to actually understate the value uh, in terms of using it from uh, from the genetic evaluation point of view. So I mean, traditionally with genetic valuations, you need to record data like milk recording, you need calves on the ground, uh, calving difficulty, all that kind of stuff. Whereas you know, um, being able to look directly at the animal's DNA allows us to uh, get a big a better picture of their genetic merit much earlier in their lifetime before we use a bull for AI or before we keep a heifer for for it to, to go into our herd. So for that reason, then we can rap, very rapidly uh, increase our um improve the rate of genetic gain because we're 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 identifying those better animals uh, more accurately earlier you know so that's the, the big thing from our perspective and from a say from an industry point of view is that we can significantly increase our rate again um which which has big big impacts on farmer profit on sustain and and then importantly in the current climate um you know on on climate on greenhouse emissions and and that you know that we can actually you know use use our genetics as a tool to rapidly reduce our our output as a as an industry uh, rather than say some of the less palatable measures that might have been in the in the news uh, you know such as colon animals for example for, for example you know so so a huge benefits from from that point of view look there's lots of auxiliary benefits too to the industry in terms of um 
you know, traceability. If an animal is DNA, we, we, we have a, a biological marker. So if that animal is killed, we can track their meat or milk products right the way to the consumer. So it'll put us front and foremost in, in the entire world in terms of our food traceability systems, which should in time help us, you know, get a premium for products produced in in ireland which of course can only benefit um farmers you know and uh yeah lots of other 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 exciting kind of technology that that is continuing to be built on top of this 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 information you know the idea talking to today is just to as i say give a bit of context to what the program is and but also how it's going to run and what people are going to have to do to to actually be participants in it so it uh there's a fair bit of money behind it um but at the same time there's there are going to be limitations associated with it. So from a dairy perspective, it's going to be on a first come, first serve basis as I understand it. And you're working there at the moment and developing the screens we'll say for people. So as you said to me there earlier, uh, ICBF are running this program completely, basically the department are in the background of it, but it's really being run through the ICBF um database and everything. So people will be slightly similar to the nitrate spending will be going on onto the uh, ICBF platform to uh, indicate their interest in this and that's going to be important because you'll be coming out with an application page basically online is the most important thing to emphasize there'll be no written uh, method for doing this and um, and that's going to be coming out in a couple of weeks and people will have to move quickly if they do want to get involved in the program and i suppose so if you'll explain that and then i suppose there are a cohort of people maybe that you w- will in the short term be suggesting won't actually apply for this scheme so just i suppose outlining to to people who are interested in it what they have to do and maybe for people that might be interested but might have kind of limiting factors as to why they would or wouldn't get involved in it explain those as well please mark sure sure yeah so i suppose there's two kind of phases to the to the program so that that funding you mentioned the brexit adjustment reserve um that that effectively will will help us um genotype out the cow herds of the of the herds that participate um and then um once we have all of the cows and the breeding stock in the current herd genotyped that sets us up then for dna calf registration from 2020 january 24 onwards so that means then we can match our calves uh, from a parentage point of view to their to, to the correct dam in the herd for the rest of the program now the big thing um about that funding is it, it has to be claimed this year so you know, we, we we'll be we won't be wasting any time, I suppose, once we once we get going, we'll be looking for those people who are successful in applying to they'll be getting um most likely tags out in the post to, to sample their animals and we'll be keeping keeping the pressure on to make sure we get those back in time that we can make um claim them under the funding so those will be free for a herd that's a really the really big um incentive in joining is that you know all the existing cows and and, and heifers in your herd that are for breeding will be done under this funding it won't be at any cost to farmers um and then the herds who join then will 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 um follow the DNA registration program. They'll genotype their calves apart then for the subsequent four years, and that will also then be heavily uh, subsidised. So what's really interesting about that 
DNA reg funding. Uh, I, I, I won't go so far as to say it's the first time, but it's rare. It's a rare thing you see, you know, um, such combined support across the industry uh, insofar as it's a shared funding model. So it's a, effectively a third, a third, a third of the cost between the Department of Agriculture, meat and dairy industry and the, and the farmer. So it wor- it'll work out about four euros for the genotype aspect of the of the um per calf uh, of the calves samples that are submitted plus there's the extra cost of the double tissue tag and the postage so it works out about six euros all in for the farmer to get his, his calf genotyped at birth so um yeah in terms of applying we we are limited in the space by the by the funding and by the capacity for calves you know samples for the next number of years so it will be on a first come first serve we'd if you're interested we would encourage you basically every herd to apply if you're interested but just bear in mind you know that then once we have the herds in then we you know we'll we will if we're oversubscribed unfortunately we won't be able to take every every herd in it is for breeding herds you know um it is for breeding herds and you will the herds will need to be part of either the suckler cow efficiency program or herd plus you know so um if you're not already a member of herd plus it might be an idea to you know to join up for that but they're they're the they're the herds effectively you know but after that we'll be trying to um trying to keep it to a first come first first serve basis as much as as much as we can you know and so just to emphasize to people how that's going to work basically is if if you log on in the morning and the scheme is open and you register mark waters farm as being interested in the program it'll take your application and it'll have a time and date stamped and that's basically the way you'll be operating in terms of if there is a cutoff required you'll be saying it's the the first 10,000 cows that got through or the first 80,000 cows that got through or whatever it is and it'll be coming up to that point and once you go beyond that people are going to be excluded so it's going to be important that people move quickly when the time does come I suppose yeah no we would encourage guys to get in as soon as they can um uh because it'll it'll help us kind of see where we're at as well you know the sooner we have what we need the sooner then we can um communicate with guys that they're in the program that we can issue the tags out to their herds and so on and get going and give give a, give everybody as much time and space um we'll want to try and get the cows turned around quickly but you know it'll it'll give as much kind of um time to get get the get set up for the spring then and, and and get the information out to guys and 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 make sure that they're comfortable then with the dna calf registration look it is co-funded um on the dairy side by by the various co-ops so there is other limiting factors um you know that it, it, overall we will have to be proportionate in terms of you know suppliers of different co-ops proportionate to the to the same contribution to the to the program if you under if you understand so the the intake of the scheme will will reflect roughly speaking the the size of the breakdown of the and the size in terms of suppliers of the various co-ops just so it's um you know it's fair from a a fun a fun a funding point of view like so again if you're partic- if there's a particular interest with your own co-op you know again it's important to get in early because you know if you're if you're if your particular area if you know if the uptake in 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 your particular co-op is very strong you know that, that we will have to make ensure that there's a, a proper spread spread around the country and uh, and uh, the are more importantly around the co-ops you know from a funding from a funding perspective too so okay so um just uh 
I suppose just to, this isn't off, completely going off the ground now completely. As I said at the outset, that you're involved in the coordination of the DNA Rage prog- project with the last number of years and so forth. And I was surprised when you said there earlier that it was actually uh, started in 2018, albeit at a small scale at that. I would have thought it was only maybe two or three years on the go, really. So you've been kind of preparing for this uh, with a good number of years. And I suppose there's a reasonable number of herds have been genotyping stock anyway. Maybe not the whole herd type scenario, but they're... There are, there's a proportion of stock already genotyped. Just um, like kind of how many farms are maybe already involved in, in the different schemes so far. Um, obviously, this is going to be a big step up, but like they obviously see benefit from it. Um, and then I suppose explain how the DNA edge is going to actually work then so for people as well. Look, if we look nationally, there's a quite a lot of genotyping has been done through the likes of Skep and that on the beef side, but the dairy side, because I suppose it was left up to the farmers themselves to pay for it, um, haven't had the same kind of external supports. Um, you know, there's only not quite even 30% of the national herd genotyped, you know. Um, so this is a big opportunity for dairy herds to kind of... Um, catch up I suppose in terms of the, their, the level of genotyping in their herd um, the DNA Reg project we've been running since t- 2018 we started with um, 18 herds about 8 of those were dairy and we've grown incrementally up until this year now 2023 so far we've had uh, just show you 600 herds so again 1500 calves registered the first year and quite uh, you know an experimental and somewhat manual process so this year now we've had 50,000 calves have gone through up to roughly speaking up to the up to this date so yeah look at the, the the process has been it's been streamlined and refined all the time so we have had issues there's no doubt anybody who's been in the program will tell you like we've had lab issues and postal issues and different things over the over the time but we've managed to overcome those and you know learn the whole point of it was to learn and we we're very confident now when we were at the year just gone we've had a great um season you know we were able to turn around the samples in you know, under five days in, you know, down to three and a half days in some cases, in a, in a lot of cases. Excuse me. So, um, you know, uh, quite a lot of, most calves registered uh, by 14 days of age. Like, you know, it's like, it's well within the farmer's control, I would say, to have the calf registered by between 10 days and two weeks of age, you know, provided he, he, he keeps on top of his his tagging and his and his samples and that, you know. So it's been it's been very good. We have, uh, of the 600 herds this year, we have, um, we have uh, about 300 and 350 dairy or so. So it's about half, uh, roughly half, split half and half. So, um, yeah, so I mean, how DNA Reg itself works is it's effectively um, the same as normal registration, but taking a DNA sample at birth. So the herds in the program um, will have access to what we call a double tissue tag. Both, both ears of the national tags that you put in your calf will leave you a, a tissue sample. The usual one for BVD, and there's no change there. The farmer carries out, sends it to his own BVD lab, whatever he's, do, he's doing now at the moment, that's the same. And then there, he or she will take the, the other sample, then goes to the DNA laboratory, and we analyse that then. Like I said, within four or five days, we should be able to get a result back. And we, we check the parentage then from that sample against what the farmer has recorded so that we can fix the parent and then the parentage if there is a mistake. And the sex, sorry, the sex as well. We tend to leave that that one out, but we yeah. can check check that the correct sex is recorded as well. Um, and 
yeah and that's so about we find typically within genotype and averages about 17 percent parentage errors so it's not insignificant you know that varies hugely so it's it it does tend to be bigger in dairy for obvious reasons larger herds tighter calving patterns is tend generally on average easier calving bulls so cows are calving themselves more um and, and generally speaking the bigger you go in the you know and the the more the greater the chance for the greater the, error, the chance yeah. uh, you know and yeah. while that's predominantly sires it can you know it happens with dams too with the best will in the world and then again the sex errors and that you know it's more to do with transcribing and 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 data entry probably in terms of you know most guys are able to tell a bull from a heifer but it's just <laughs> you're recording you're you know you're recording <laughs> 20 heifer 20 animals from the night before bleary eyed having not much sleep like it's very easy to to make mistakes you know in in that entry so we find the sex errors run about one and a half or two percent you know which again would be higher than what you might what you might think you know um and it's funny because you get a lot of guys we've had a lot of guys in the program and they'd say oh no no i would be confident now i won't i don't have (laughs) you know um it doesn't it's no reflection on their you know they're good they're the, the guys we've had you know just by virtue of the fact that they're they were genotyping already or you know early adopters were in the program early early days like they are some of the the top herds in the in the country are involved and they still even those herds you know they they have to have that kind of level of of errors you know so i can i can guarantee even if you think you don't have errors you'd you, you you do it's no it's no it's no reflection but it's it's brilliant to get those um it's brilliant to get those corrected so again in terms of the genetic gain we talked about you know your EBIs were use you're using your EBI as a tool to breed but like on any animal if the sire or the dam is incorrect at least half of the information going to make the up that EBI is wrong so it's not going to be an accurate reflection of what the animal's actual merit is so fixing all those in even leaving aside the genomic side of things which we already spoke about you know fixing all those errors is huge in terms of making all of everybody's EBI is more more accurate and then as well you know I, I was I was looking earlier just looking over some figures before I came on which is short and you know there's you know up to 45 percent of beef by dairy calves don't have any sire recorded at all and you know maybe even up just show you 30 percent of dairy by dairy males don't have a sire recorded at all so again those bulls are not getting they're not getting the credit they're not it that information is not feeding back to those sires or the breeders of those animals either you know in terms of identifying um better bulls and 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 and, and females for the national herd you know so in about 70 percent of cases at the moment even before we start genotyping the national herd we can identify a stock bull and sure 99.9 percent of the ai bulls at this stage are are done like so you know, we can add those sires in where maybe the farmer doesn't know or wasn't inclined to, um, maybe wasn't inclined to record in the past, you know. So a huge benefits from that perspective, yeah. Yeah, uh, and, and obviously that lends itself to the B side of things in particular. So the CBV is probably the big winner out of the genotyping program, really. So CBV, people might be familiar with it, is is a new, new enough, I suppose it's only 12 months, maybe 18 months old. It's the commercial beef value, but and rightly so. You've, um, there's been a reluctance, obviously, to uh, to display those figures unless the herd is actually genotyped, because I, I suppose it, could, it would be potentially 
could be manipulated, I suppose, is probably how you'd put it, isn't it? Yeah, so look, the CBV is aimed, it's it's kind of twofold. The CBV, the commercial beef value, is effectively the genetic merit of your beef calf, whether you're, you're dairy by dairy male or your beef calf, either out with the dairy or the suckler herd, just purely genetic merit in terms of carcass weight. So if you were buying an animal with the intention of slaughter, um, it, it help, it's going to help you buy the right animals and you know um, so it's it's going it should lend a lot more information and reassurance to those guys buying the calves and trying to make you know make a profit from the beef uh, animals out out of the dairy herd um because you know there's they've been stung plenty of times with poor quality animals but then that should then filter into higher prices and that should incentivize then the dairy guys to use to think a bit more about the the beef sires they're using under herd incentivize them to use better beef merit sires on under herd so it's a kind of a two-pronged it should have a two-pronged benefit but the only way really that it will gain the confidence it needs to work and you know um and and generate that effect um and generate the better prices for those calves is if people have confidence in it and the way the only way we felt we could ensure that there was confidence in that cbv is if they were verified to their parents, you know, that there wasn't any incentive maybe to misrecord the sire just to get a better price on your calf. So it might have seemed strange. There wasn't too many calves last year, but we had an idea that this program was coming and the number of calves now on the back of this program, you know, we're, we're, we're looking at possibly up to a million calves potentially being uh, DNA registered through this program. So Guy, it'll really start coming onto guys' radars now. All of the guys in this herd will have the advantage of CBVs for their calves. Anybody who joins, and as a result, over you know over the four years of the program, the the those guys purchasing calves will get to know, get to know, and become more familiar with it as they see the volumes of calves coming through the mart. They'll gain confidence, and hopefully, the 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 herds in the program will start to see the benefit of that. You know, over over a couple of years. So, Mark, I suppose it's um, it's hard to overstate the value of this program, actually, in in a way, and people probably won't ever really see the value of it in in some cases, and that might sound strange to say, but there's there's a lot of additional value associated with doing this. Like from a farmer's point of view, they're tagging the calf anyway. Now the registration is going to be almost error uh, can cannot be cannot go wrong, basically, kind of from the point of view that. The sex, as you said, has issues. The parentage could had more issues. They'll all be sorted out. That in itself will improve the herd DBI because it will correct for all of these factors. It will also identify the more genetically superior animals within the herd for breeding so we can get far greater gain. And then there's the spin-off of the CBV. And then there's that whole at kind of an, at an industry level, which will be beyond the farm, where it can contribute there. So... Definitely a project that will be encouraging people to sign up for. Uh, obviously, you said there about the funding. I, from my understanding, is the funding isn't may, isn't necessarily the limiting limiting factor, but it's limiting for the, what you have at the moment is what you have to spend as such. But so the the lab, the ability of the lab to get the pro, the process done is the key driver because you don't want people uh, that are waiting long periods of time for tags to come or for. Uh, registrations to go through so we need to make sure that we're we're fully capable of running it at this level and then it might go up another slight level after that again but I suppose just take there there are some herds that are are probably just because maybe a little bit tight in calf housing and stuff like that that they're dependent on moving calves quickly at that 10 
or sorry, at that 11, 12 days of age kind of scenario. What's your advice in relation to those uh, people then? Yeah, I mean, if you're really tight on space from a calf perspective, if you if you're under a lot of pressure to get calves moved on the, more space. Uh, well, look, there's a whole yeah, there's a whole other debate there really about calf welfare and all the rest of it. You know, that's not we're we're not our kind of yeah, hundred percent area yeah. at all. But, but like, but, if, but, if, but if you if you are no, but look, from the, the welfare point of view, the objective of those farms is maybe to get the calves moved to where they're going to be reared rather than yeah, of course, them. yeah, no, of course. But look, they, at, they need to move them quickly. So, are they candidates for the program in that scenario or not? Then yeah, so I mean, look at if you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily turn those guys away from the yeah. program but just to make sure that you know how tight your your consideration is look at in the last in the last program this year effectively this spring you know up to about 50 percent of the calves were registered by 10 days of age we you know over 80 percent of the calves were registered by two weeks of age so i suppose there's a difference between the guy who needs to get them shifted off by you know between you know 10 days and two weeks and the guy who the very minute they turn 10 days of age if there's even a a day delay you know is is under serious pressure look um there's a lab there's a lab process involved so it it does add a few days to your normal registration and you know you're talking you're dealing with the post as well in terms of posting the sample so those are potentials you know there are potentials there in theory but we don't we find that those things the big control is the farmer himself and so long as you're willing know that the, know that that's what's going to happen and maybe a small portion are a little bit you know beyond the 10 beyond the 14 days that you would normally i think you know, once you're aware of that and you're happy to happy with that scenario, then that's okay. You know, I think the the biggest part is in your control. You know, if it, any any if you if you really want to get those calves moving, provided you tag them as soon as they drop and keep those samples going in the post. You know, several, a couple or three times a week, or you know, every other day or whatever. You know, you you could you can in theory still still enter the program. Um, still enter the program and and be okay but you know the onus is on the onus is on you then to for uphold yeah. the uphold your end and i suppose just go into it go into it with your with your eyes open, open that's all yeah, i'd say yeah, yeah that's a great answer in terms of like it doesn't necessarily rule you out like if, but you just have to be aware that there could be a small bit of a delay and it should look in reality we're always talking to people about trying to make sure that they have adequate space and to make make plenty of scope for for extra calves and so for for any any sort of a delay it's of other scenarios outside of this you know that can lead you yeah. stop you from moving calves on for whatever reason you know so yeah. outside your control so it's it's probably good advice to have a bit of a buffer in terms of space one one way or the other but and he said that's we leave that we leave that to the likes of yourself in in, in chagas rather than that's not uh, <laughs> not not so much our our area of expertise you know Okay, so just the last thing, so Mark, I suppose is just we, we might just step through the the whole process here. So first thing first is the application process is going to go live in the next week or two, maybe or three, two, well, two to three weeks, we'll say, just to give us give yourselves a bit of a buffer. Um, so people will have to apply then. Obviously, as we said at the earlier on, that that application will be date stamped. You'll have to go through to see who's who who's going to qualify to go into the scheme, basically. And you'll be making contact with people then. And you will automatically generate the the information for the tag companies, we'll say, or whatever. And those tags will come automatically to the herds that are registered for the cows 
for the heifers and for the calves that are born this year. Is that correct? That's it, exactly. So we're working on the sign-up process at the moment, and hopefully in the next couple of weeks we'll be, you know, opening that for a sign-up. So it will be it will be online sign-ups only. Look, the DNA registration progress. Be, uh, process because of the nature the fact that they're you're looking at lab results and you know the turnaround times and stuff it is online only so i suppose the only category of herd of breeding herd that i would say this program doesn't suit at all is if you really are you know married to paper registrations or have no access to online registrations probably about the only the only type of herd that it won't it won't work for but um so because it is an online process you know i suppose we start as we mean to go on so it's online applications only but you know but it should be it'll be easy to we'll, we'll have an information page where you, anything any kind of queries you might have should be answered that'll bring you lead you in then to um the application process is a couple of um bits of information we'll need off you just in terms of your tag supplier so we know who to send you tags for if you're supplying milk you know who, who's your main supplier um that sort of thing just so we do we, we have what we need to get going as quickly as possible so the herds then will submit their application um and um we like you said then we'll have we'll assess who we have in terms of if we're oversubscribed or or if we have enough um and look at that kind of thing and then and then we'll um we'll contact the herds then who are involved and we'll be we'll be getting going then straight away so we'll identify the animals in the herd that we're in a position to cover with the with the pilot it'll be all of the cows the adult heifers you know we'll be trying to do as much of the existing herd as we as we can you know within the bounds of the the program um breeding females and we yeah breeding females is the important thing there like so it's, it's like the calves that are born this year or it's only the heifer calves it's not if you have a lot of beef calves there oh well. yeah of course yeah. yeah so we're 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 it's it's the breeding animals that will yeah. be dams in the herd or in herds going forward and i suppose you know existing bulls that are being used you know that'll be siren calves you yes. know yeah, uh, sorry, your, that, your beef stock pool or maybe if you happen to have a dairy stock pool or something that like that, that. Type, yeah. that type that type of thing exactly um and so we'll be identifying those and we'll order tags and get those out here and we will be pushing you know for within three to four weeks that we can get uh, get those samples back because we have to give the lab the lab the, the time to get those samples through them before the end of the year and then after that then i suppose we'll be involved then in 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 just um familiarizing guys with the dna register process and, and making sure everybody's set up and ready to go for the springtime so like i said the dna reg process then um they'll you'll either go into your into ag food or onto your existing farm software you'll submit the data to the department as you would normally and then the the dna will come in and and correct correct the any errors there might there might be you know um so that's that's effectively the so the the probably the key thing from your perspective there now mark is that um when you do start sending out the tags for the existing animals that are in the herds people should nearly start about it immediately because there is like if you take the average herd size of 95 or 100 cows in the country uh say 25 percent replacement rate there's 150 animals potentially that may have to be tagged within a herd and you want them back as rapidly as possible because you need to get a kind of a process you don't want everybody sending these in christmas week like 
No, no, that's that would be that's not <laughs> because we just wouldn't be, you know, we have the capacity to do the volumes of samples we're talking about, but we have it for over the period, you know, if everybody decides to, you know, we want them as soon as possible to give ourselves the time to get them through the lab, get them sorted. Um, also, look, there's always a couple of percentage of samples that are, you know, empty or maybe poor, too poor quality. So, again, we give ourselves time to go back out and get us, you know, retest on if we need to, to make sure we have the information we, we want um, and any kind of, you know, queries um, clarified and all of that kind of stuff before, well before the spring, you know. Um, so, yeah, so as soon as you get them, like, to start start doing them and get them back because, you know, you leave them on the long finger, then all of a sudden, like, we will we will have to be ruthless in terms of that particular aspect if, if we have guys coming, you know, well beyond the deadline for sending back tags and, you know, we may just have to say, you know, we, we, we'll, we'll have the ability or, you know, we have a built in that, you know, if we can't, if you're not set up, if you're not ready to go, that's, you know, going. yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, your future, your future can your continuation in the program, like is subject to, you know, to, to getting those, you know, to, to upholding your end, I suppose, in terms of getting those sam- samples back, you know, so. Yeah, and I suppose just to, to to clarify as well, I don't think we said it there already. Like people by signing up are committing to DNA reg their calves for the for twenty twenty four, twenty five, twenty six, and twenty seven. I think is it. Yeah. So look at this. Is it like the 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 there's two aspects to it. I suppose the money is there to help genotype the existing national herd. Um, that's part of the purpose of the funding, but part of the pur- a big part of the purpose of the funding is actually to set ourselves up for DNA calf registration. And so, you know, if we were to do the cow herd and then not do the calves afterwards, we're we're on, you know, we're not fulfilling our, our end of the promise effectively. So yeah, so that's the that's the, the trade-off, the trade-off there. But look, it, sampling animals at birth is much easier than getting them in a later and you know it's still it's it's um again it's the cheapest uh, aside from the free animals we're doing in 2023 you know it's the most competitive rate we've ever been able to offer farmers for and you know and you're you're tying you you know you were you're you're tying us into that effectively for the four for the four years so i you know it's a win-win as i would see it rather than a a trade-off you know but yeah, yeah you're 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 in it you're you're getting your cows for free on the basis that you you're 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 in for the for the duration very good so uh, effectively this is a, a future proofing scheme for the irish dairy industry and obviously the, the beef industry as well um i suppose what i see it as doing is is kind of closing the the circle in terms of that uh, beef reliance on dairy dairy reliance on beef farmers type scenario that we have where we dairy farmers obviously need beef farmers to rear cal- beef calves and out of their herds and uh, beef farmers need a source of of beef maybe in some cases as well where they're not obviously uh, rearing their own so it's a it's a hugely positive step forward and um, people should engage with the program obviously up to as many as we can get we want to encourage people to join that program and obviously uh, to do what needs to be done as quickly as possible in order to get the program up and running and uh, as I said I think we'll look back at this in a, co- a number of years time and really see it as a kind of a seminal moment in terms of moving forward both from a profitability point of view as you said in terms of the EBI but also from a carbon emissions and identifying the outliers and the elite animals and the best animals to breed from and again people probably will never be able to quantify the value of it but I think it's going to be a hugely valuable scheme so 
thanks Mark for coming on and explaining it to us and we encourage people to keep their eyes peeled for the notifications that is open for applications and get in their applications yeah no no worries yeah look at this is a unique I'd like to say it again uh, thanks for having us on but this is a unique opportunity that the industry has and the fact that all sides are pulling in the one direction as I said you know it was rare that everybody is in agreement you know so and look at if if, you, if it turns out you like that you it, it doesn't suit you to apply this time you know should this be successful which we have every belief it will be this is hopefully step one on the way to you know what's been stated as a, a goal nationally for to genotype the whole herd so if it goes well and maybe it didn't suit you to join this time or what are you you know we weren't able to kind of facilitate you to be in the program this time the hope is this is phase one you know there'll be this is the start of a, a journey towards national genotyping and like you said it should be and in a whole range of ways transformative for the sector hopefully yeah okay thanks very much mark for coming on thanks Stuart. that's all for this week's episode of the dairy edge podcast and my thanks to mark waters for joining me on this week's show don't forget to rate review and subscribe to the podcast you can listen on apple and google podcasts as well as spotify and for more information go to the chagas website at chagas.ie I'm Stuart Childs and join me next time for your Dairy Edge.